Hello and welcome to episode. I can't even tell with my glasses now. They're all it's all it's worse my glasses on now. See? To episode 160, I think that says. Yes. <laughs> welcome to episode 160 of the show that we've been doing for a while. Yeah. You found us. Yay. You can again. also You found us again, again, hopefully. Thankfully. Hopefully and thankfully. For the first time. <laughs> Whatever. We're thankful. You can also find us at RFTCS1 on Twitter, whatever's left, husk of Twitter. You, know, we get, you can still find us there. We're, stick, we're sticking around. And on uh, Instagram, reviews from the crawl space, one block, smooshed together there. Uh, that place, on Instagram, we post what we're doing right now, the episodes, the, the covers, and links to the episodes, straightforward, so you can see what we're working on, and past episodes all the way down the line. And Twitter... We do a bit more than that. That stuff is there, but we also post more, you know, general music news and, you know, vinyl news, equipment news, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, some, some other stuff. And sometimes we get on kicks where we're just posting music that we are listening to or that we like. And and that's a lot. And that takes us to the last thing. You can find us on Spotify, just like this. We have a playlist over there called RFTCS Radio. And that's where we've created a playlist curated from everything that we've reviewed, reviewed so far on the show. You can find it there in a convenient playlist that you could take anywhere, listen at any time. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Giving you all the good stuff for free. Doing all this work. Doing the hard work so you can listen to good music. Yeah. And it is a good playlist. Mm-hmm. I like to think so. If I do so, say so myself. Yeah. So what do you have for us today? Well, today, I don't think it's going to be a very long episode. <clears throat> Ten minutes, maybe? Yeah, probably longer than... I've already done the longest part of the show. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in episode 160, today we have an album called 22 Party Rockers, which Party is a compilation. Shark Um Yeah, it, it's another compilation. I swore we said we were to stop doing these, but here we are again. Original stars, original hits. Ugh. Um, and the second one up is by a band called Sparkling Apple, which we did not find very much information about. No. Uh, the album is called If You Could See Me Now. It's not actually an album. It's no, an it's EP. A, it's an EP. Yeah, it's only five songs. 12-inch EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, the Earl Scruggs Review. Self-titled album. Self-titled, yeah. Earl Scruggs Review. Yeah, a, a bit of a, a weird one today and like you said it won't take long so let's go with this it'll probably take me longer to read the songs yeah the 22 party 22 crammed on this thing 22 uh than it will to be doing anything else about this album uh 1984 release by a company called the disc works inc in markham ontario uh they put together compilation albums and no other info on them or no for some reason it seems like we've come across i was thinking about this and you're right there was no info but it seemed like we've come across this discourse before on a compilation well they're very k-tellish yes. very well in what's fact what's the other k-tell but in fact it says right here that they actually have songs off of here from k-tell stuff so <laughs> well i wonder what they paid for them <laughs> <laughs> not, not much i bet anyways yeah, here so goes the track here listing. We go. 11 per side Great Balls of Fire, Jerry Lee Lewis, leader of the pack by the Shangri-Las. Hey Paula by Paul and Paula. Happy Together, the Turtles. Cool Jerk, the Capitals. I'll always be remembered, uh, uh, remembered, uh, or reminded of Chris uh, Home Alone. Home Alone for sure, yeah. When I hear, hear cool, I, cool until jerk. we listened to this, until until we listened to this, I didn't realize that's what the song was. 
Oh, awesome. I, I never, because I've never really heard, other than Home Alone, I've never really listened to the song, because I don't, don't really dig the genre, but it's like, as soon as that came on, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it's is an it. actual it's song. It's called Cool Jerk? Ew. <laughs> A song called Mission Bell by Donnie Brooks. Uh, sea of Love by Phil Phillips. Let the Little Girl Dance by Billy Bland. Endless Sleep, Jody Reynolds. Donna, Richie Valens. And Let's Dance, Chris Montez. Mm-hmm. Side two, Sweet Little Sixteen, Chuck Berry. Come Go With Me, The Dell Vikings. Uh, to Know Him Is To Love Him, The Teddy Bears. Which was, uh, as you all know, was one of the very, what was the very first song that Phil Spector wrote and produced. Right. Uh, everybody's favorite real pervert murderer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. No, I just want to point out again, this has happened multiple times through the whole thing where something has come up and there's been synchronicity with real <laughs> life. And this, here we go. We just watched a Spector... Uh, the Spectre documentary, and boom, there's a song of his popping up right there. Yeah, the, four, the four-part documentary, which yeah. is interesting as hell, by the way. On HBO. On HBO. Uh, Palisades Park by Freddie Cannon, Rhythm of the Rain, Cascades, Kansas City, Wilbert Harrison, Sea Cruise, Frankie Ford, Venus in Blue Jeans, Jimmy Clanton, uh, The Birds and the Bees, Jewel Aikens, Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye, The Casinos, and last but not least, Western movies, the Olympics. And a lot of songs. Yes, and sadly, I could sing a lot of them. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you just kind of probably grew up with those being pumped into your head, regardless of uh, choice or yeah. enjoyment. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I just had to clear my throat there. Um, For me, uh, it's like a, like a, it's a horror movie soundtrack where I'm trapped... <laughs> And the camera's pulling out, and I'm in the photo because I'm fucking dead the whole time. That's the this, this soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, uh, the other part is I'm um, about a 13-year-old girl stuck in a room full of people listening to this music back in whatever this was from. Some, a lot of these songs were from. This is just, you're bad, going to have a bad time. This is some creepy shit. And I, I honestly, other than being an, I have there's nothing else. I just actually literally have creepy. I, I don't like the genre. Yeah, and I have to say the same. Um, now, the Shangri-Las, leader of the pack, I loved that band. They had some cool songs mm-hmm. out back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I knew every single one of these songs, sadly. Um, party rockers, baby. Party rockers. And yeah, it's kind of sad to say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just like one of my least favorite genres or eras of music is is right there. And it's just like... It was it was torture, and I'll I'll be honest with people. I listened to it once, and that was it. Back in the day when songs were simple and <sighs> rapey, rapey, yeah, super creepy. Yeah, super uh, creepy and rapey. Yeah, I have uh yeah for me I have nothing else to add. It is a horror soundtrack. I would never ever think to listen to any of these songs, and like and that's kind of way I've already talked about more than I wanted to. It's kind of the way this stuff gets represented too, especially in my generation. Because where where do we hear shit like this? Oh, it's Fallout. Oh, it's a horror movie where somebody's face is being ripped off. So it's just like to me that's like an automatic. This is just horror horror soundtrack music. This is going to be a bad time. It's going to be a bad time. As soon as you hear the old Phil Spector come on, someone's getting dead or raped. Like, it's just, it's not going to be good. I don't like it. <laughs> even in the show we yeah, even in the show we were watching lately, it was, uh, one of the show, what show was that? They, they ended with one of these songs, I think. And it, yeah, anyways, it's just, it's just meant to be creepy. Was it the White Lotus? 
Was it? Maybe it was the White Lotus. I thought I was thinking it was 1899. <gasps> yes, it was 1899. Yeah. Which is another awesome <laughs> series. Go watch that show on Netflix. It's on Netflix. <laughs> So we're talking more about shows. And then we, okay, let's just move on with this. This is just trash. So uh, 22 Party Rockers, uh, various artists, uh, Disc Works Catalog, DW8409, Canada 1984. That's the fucking weirdest part. 84. Yeah, yeah uh, I had to ask you if that was the proper is this, is this really year that it was released because these are from like centuries ago. Yeah, it yeah. Seems. It's that weird, that weird loop. It's like the 80s. The 50s is coming back, everybody. Uh, condition. The cover's good. Honestly, it's actually in really good condition, considering the age. It's got some wear on the corners, but it's got readable spine to find. The sleeve is plastic and whatever. Uh, the vinyl is actually in very good condition. It's almost like nobody spun it. And the audio was terrible. It's just as, The audio is just as horrifying as the album itself in general. Surprisingly, because I could see your mom <clears throat> leaving the house to go to every party with that album under her arm. <laughs> Uh, I bet I bet they if she or somebody bought it thinking that and then never ever took it anywhere. <laughs> They're like, hmm, should I take the Zeppelin compilation or should I take this pile of shit on a shingle? <laughs> so that's that is that is it for me. It was awful. Am sound, am hits, am sound. They were just shoehorned onto this piece of vinyl. Oh awful. yeah, awful. yeah. When I turned the record over there yesterday. <laughs> While you were off doing whatever you were doing, it was just like, pew, 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 yep. these little slivers. All yep, the way just down. tiny little, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, that's, yeah, that's it. So according to Discogs, it gets rated 3.5 out of 5 with two people rating. And resale value on this album was 4.98 across the board. <laughs> I, I, I'm i saying burn this. Zero. Get it out of here. Yeah, I would burn it too. Uh, I just want to say too, there was no other, I, there was no obvious information about this. Thing. We, we looked everywhere. There was no information about this. Thing, no. So no uh, cover. Tried all of our usual techniques. Our usual haunts and it, nothing nothing works. So. <laughs> brune. Brune. Brune it. I'm going to brune it. So, uh, You're going to burn it. I'm going to brune it. Yeah, 22 party, party rockers down. Ugh. Yeah. Down and out. Wow. That was going to be an art project, project faster than you can see. Oh, yeah, that definitely deserves to be melted down and turned into something Shake useful. Your booty. Okay, uh, next up, Sparkling Apples, if you could see me now, the 12-inch EP. Sparkling Apple, oh, sorry, Sparkling Apple. Oh, okay. No, sorry, it, yeah. it is Sparkling Apple, you are correct. Okay. I keep adding I that pluralize Because there's three of them. <laughs> this, oh, it's Sparkling Apples, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. now, yeah, I guess, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so this band was formed by a guy named Alan Hartridge. In 1969, in Vancouver, with oh, okay. uh, f from a band called Shattered Remains, and the members were Jim LeClaire, Gord Higo, and Art Kilonen. They renamed themselves at the time the Plastic Rat Blues Band. So Jim left the band in 1973, and the now trio of Colin, Gord, and Art settled on the new name, Sparkling Apple. The band was active from 73 to 93, then again from 2010 to present. Okay. They do have a Facebook page, which I couldn't get to because I don't have a Facebook yeah, we don't account. Facebook and you can't see anything. Nope. Uh, if You Could See Me Now was released in, as a 12 inch EP in 1980. Producer was Donnie Underhill. One producing credit to his name, this. <laughs> Um, but another interesting tidbit about him is he was also a member, lead vocalist of Trooper. Mm. So, okay. 
they had some connections, I guess. Well, it explains, not to spoil too much, but it kind of explains the, sa- the sound of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, truck listing, side A, if you could see me now. Get off the stove, you're too old to ride the range. Mm-hmm. Two-time affair, side B, is it's criminal and little bit. Um, and that's all the information that I could find out about this album. Yeah, really, like I said, well, this album's EP. Yeah, there's just not a, not any, any information anywhere. Really. So, a Vancouver so, band. Another, yeah, CanCon. We're going to have our CanCon in here yeah. for sure. Um, did you list the song titles and everything? Yep. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's just it's, everything is so short. We're going so fast. It's like we're in fast forward here. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think about it? I thought it was a pretty decent album. Yeah, yeah. It kicks some butt. Yeah, it's it's not bad. If from yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. It was better you. than a bar band album. Well, I thought that's funny because I actually have it. I have it as straightforward. I listed a straightforward bar arena rock blue blues rock, like yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you. They're not. They're not bad. For me, the only issue is that they're lost in a sea of this exact same thing in this collection. It's like I, I have written down dime a dozen. Yeah. I agree with you. Good musicians. They're hard rocking for sure. They got their their elements in there. I was surprised by it. Good Canadian, yeah, it's okay. It was better than I thought. Better than I thought, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like when you said the trooper guy produced it, it's like okay, that's the sound of it and the energy makes sense. Yeah. But like I said, just on the bigger scope of things, is that like I could probably go pull out a dozen albums right now that sound all pretty much identical to that. So. Well, truly, it's a simple album. Uh, so so yeah, like it just kind of offers uh, not not a whole lot of, of of anything that we haven't heard, but, and I actually kind of dig their. Uh, it's, it's, it's basic, but I kind of like their basic uh, cover for their EP, too. Yeah. Just a shot of them, black and white, sitting yeah. there. It's all just the white titles on it. Nothing nothing fancy. It's exactly just... Um, so I don't know whether my comments made it before you paused it, but I said they were forgettable and that I'd never listen to this again, probably. Oh, no, we didn't hear that part. Uh, no, yeah, they, they, they blend into a background. Yeah. And uh, there is... Well, because the only way you'd have to hear it again is playing the album. Yeah, I don't see playing this album for anything. And even if it was on Spotify, there's nothing on there that I think would add to our playlist. If you want to go check them out, apparently they're on Bandcamp. And Bandcamp. And you said YouTube? Uh, the album is on YouTube okay. and one more place, Apple iTunes. Oh, okay. Wow. Apparently. Okay. There you go. So. Crazy. According to their website, which I was totally surprised worked. Mm-hmm. Because they were, you know, it's been up for so long. Um, yeah. So there you go. Well, the website is funny because it's, it's actually, uh, it just said it was actually somewhat recently uh, maintained and created by, I think it's a drummer actually. Oh, interesting. Is the one who still maintains all the shit. And actually, when I get, and on spoiler alert, when I get to it, the drummer is also the one who did the photo for the cover. Ah, cool. So it's all the same guy because I kept saying, seeing the same name pop up, Colin Hartridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, just like the band. yeah, and it's just like everywhere. It's the on the it's on the cover. It's on the website. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they, well, and and the I found the majority of the information on that other website that you mentioned, Pacific Northwest Pacific bands. Northwest bands. Yeah, that's where I found what little information I read out today. Yeah, yeah between Canadian bands and Pacific Northwest bands, you've really got the West Coast covered, like where we're up here anyway. Yeah, because they weren't on the Canadian. The Canadian band's website. No, which is amazing because usually the Canadian band site is like the place we find uh, the most obscure shit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's kind of interesting that way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, um, that's it for, for my notes. So uh, if you could see me now by Sparkling Apple, one Apple. <laughs> yes. Radioactive Records, catalog 12, 
EP6902. That's weird. I thought the 12 was a, <clears throat> a typo or something on there because I kept putting it in here and I couldn't find the album. Like, okay. Oh, because it's 12 inch. Yes, or, or it's just the way it's cataloged. Yeah, but yes, yeah. it's because it's a yeah. 12 inch EP. Yeah. yeah, it totally makes sense now. But uh, Canada, 1980. This is an original pressing and an EP, like we've mentioned probably about a dozen times now. Uh, the condition, the cover is good. Readable spine, wear in the usual places. It's, it's solid still. So that's anytime you have a solid black cover, you're going to get wear like that. Uh, sleeves, plain paper, so who cares? The vinyl's good. Has some scuffs. Uh, doesn't skip. It kind of scuff a few little dirty spots, but you know, even after cleaning it. But uh, yeah, it was fine. And the audio was, uh, I just said, yeah, it, it's it, it's a good enough rock mix. Yeah, it's definitely. It's like. Well, I, when I say man, I'm not like trying to downplay. It. Like it's good. They're like you said, they're they're rocking hard. They're kicking some ass. The mix is good, but it's just, it's just like when I say man, it's just because we've covered it already. Yeah, a hundred times. A <laughs> hundred times. It's hard to come up with uh, descriptive factors to, to to make it different than the other times I've talked about it. Uh, they play instruments well. <laughs> uh, art direction and design by Colin Hartridge and photography by Jerry Murakami. Kami. That's okay, there's no information about him anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Colin, band member with no info available. Uh, does run their official site, as I mentioned, sparklingapple.ca. Yes. They have lots of... And the only thing I actually kind of felt that I thought was kind of interesting was uh, going to their website, all the old um, newspaper clippings for the gigs. I thought that was interesting, going through not only to see who they were playing with, where, how much... So that was kind of that was kind of. Oh yeah, it's always really cool to see how much concert costs back in the day. And who they were being seen with, because yeah. like two, you know, you go see some nothing bands at a bar for like five bucks, not even five bucks back then, a buck fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's like a year later, it's like they're Foreigner and yeah Queen or something like that. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. That shit doesn't happen really now. No. <laughs> it's, uh, um, so that's it. That's it for me. Like I said, I was keeping it short. We've already padded us out way more than I thought. Discogs, uh, it gets rated four out of five with one person rating. Um, probably somebody's mom. Yeah, it's just this calling guys going around and just doing and it And <laughs> there's no resale uh, information because they've never sold one on the platform. Hmm. And I'm surprised too at an EP, Canadian bands, kind of rare. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's not worth more. Yeah. Um, like there isn't some something there to go by because like even Shotgun... Canadian band from I think Newfoundland it was yeah that thing was worth a fortune oh wasn't that the ones that your dad knew yeah he used to babysit you yeah he used babysit yeah yeah that album was like 120 bucks so <laughs> would you give it I give it two out of five. Oh yeah it's funny I just changed it to 2.5 just because we're talking about it again you're right that it's a, a bit more of a rocker so 2.5 won't revisit it but it's not bad yeah so that that makes sense okay and like we said if you want to listen to it go to Bandcamp or Apple iTunes. or uh, YouTube's. iTunes, yeah, and the, the albums on YouTube. Okay, Sparkling Apple down. All right, last but least, the Earl Scruggs Review. Uh, the Earl Scruggs Review. And I have to admit, this one was one that I did not want to listen to. No, this is one of those I ones. I hugged and rolled my eyes yeah. and begged and pleaded. And... We pulled it out, and you were like, we were like, oh, shit, we, we don't want to do it. Here comes some twangy country. We'll tell you in a second how that turned out. Oh. <sighs> Um, Earl Scruggs was an American musician noted for popularizing the three-finger banjo picking style, yeah. now called Strug style. 
which is a defining characteristics of blue, bluegrass music these days. Yeah. In early 1969, he formed the Earl Scruggs Review, consisting of two of his sons, Randy on guitar, Gary on bass, and he later added Vassar Clements, whom we've talked about yeah, on this yeah, show we'll several about, times, yeah. on the fiddle. Josh Graves on the dobro, or do, Josh Graves on the dobro, which I had no idea what a dobro was, so I had to go look it up. Uh, it's an American brand of resonator guitar, um, or it's an acoustic guitar with a medical metal resonator mm. built on, mm-hmm. the, on yeah, the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know exactly what that is now. Yeah. So that's what the dobro is. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, we yeah, we learned today. stuff. Learning music shit all over the place. Um, and then they added his youngest son, Steve, on drums. Okay. Despite his commercial success, they were never, ever embraced by bluegrass or country music purists. The album was released in 1973 and went to 169 in the U.S. Producer Ron Bledsoe, 80 producing credits to his name. He's been on the podcast before with David Allen Coe's Rides Again hmm. uh, from okay. 1977. Yeah. So other than uh, this album, he's worked with Vicki Carr and Roger Miller and done a lot of David Allen Coe stuff. Yeah. Track listing. Um, it's funny because you kept asking me if some of these were covers, and I don't listen to enough bluegrass to even know, but we have found out that a lot of them were. Well, that's kind of into the whole thing, yeah. I, I just yeah, go, go ahead and listen to the, the song titles, but yeah, definitely. So side there. A is If I'd Only... Come and Gone, and that was a song written by Shel Silverstein. Tears, Some of Shelley's Blues, which was written by Mark Nesmith, or yeah. Mike Nesmith, Mike, yeah, from the Monkees. Monkeys it Takes a Lot to Laugh, It Takes a Lot to Cry, which was written by Bob Dylan. Step It Up and Go, Black Sliders Wine. Side B, Down in the Flood, again, written by Bob Dylan. Uh, Love in My Time, Holiday Hotel. Co-written by Jim Messina. Uh, Come on, train. Safe or salty dog blues, and station break. Runtime: thirty-three minutes, thirty-four seconds. Yeah. So when we were listening to it, like you said, we didn't want to listen to it to begin with, and none of us like you didn't look at the song titles. Song titles are like I don't. No. Nothing seems familiar there. No. So we had actually listened through through twice before, and like I. We listened to it once and like, oh shit, that's not, you know, that's not too bad. Yeah. And then we listened to it again and it's like, shit, this is really kind of good. And then I, and I said to you at one point, I, says, I asked you, is this a covers album? Because yeah. like these songs seem really fucking familiar. Yeah. I, I, I kind of know some of them. And we didn't know until doing the, the research for this just before this that it was like, oh shit, it's a dude from the Monkees. It's Bob Dylan. It's because we know, we do know these songs because it is a cover album, but it's, it's a cover album in a way that I appreciate. It's fucking weird stuff that you wouldn't expect to come from country bluegrass guy. And that's the whole album in general, too, isn't because it, it wasn't just country bluegrass. It was like rock, prog rock, blues rock, rock country. Like it was like all these different elements together, which and, and like including the song title or the song selections, you wouldn't think would work because it's such a weird collection of things. Yeah, it does work. Yeah, and you could really pick out his three-finger style, picking style. Mm-hmm. That banjo sounds good. Yeah, there was little sparks where you hear ding 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 Yeah, yeah, he was really laying it down, yeah. And that kind of goes to the other thing that we talked about it really helping was the sound mix. It's fucking excellent. Yeah. It was really good, and it allowed you, the layers of it allowed you to hear 
the way the way it was vocals and you could hear his guitar everything was present nothing was overshadowed very layered very layered the layers yeah. really stood out and the way everything was there and you could go down and listen to each thing like perfectly and pick it out and uh yeah i think that really helped and, and it's funny too because it didn't seem to get very good re- reviews all music just had didn't have an actual written review just had a star review and they had given it only two and a half which i thought was hilarious because usually i'm for me, I, I usually would give it um, albums less than they would review for, usually speaking. But it's just kind of interesting how this one, like you said, it didn't it didn't appease anybody in each side in, in each different genres. Yeah, I was curious, yeah. But it, uh, yeah, it's good. I kind of enjoyed it. If you'd have told me a week ago that I was going to be a fan of an Earl Scruggs, an Earl Scruggs review Scruggs album, album. <laughs> I told you you were loco. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah, it's. Uh, Sorry, I just gotta turn here to But you. I enjoyed this album, and spoiler alert, it's gonna be my best of three today. Yeah, it, well, yeah, spoiler alert, if you're gonna do that, then yeah, mine too. Like, it's just, it's so odd, but it works so well. Yeah. And it sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah the, the, the cover is like, it's just, like, like I said, listening to them, I'm like, God, I, I swear I know that song, and sure enough, like, like I said, I'm not just finding that out until just like now, essentially, so it was kind of. Uh, and it's also not on Spotify. It's like one of the only ones of theirs not on Spotify. So that's yeah. a bummer. You have to, I don't know, go find it somewhere else. But uh, yeah, the, the sound really stood out. Like, so we were listening to it last time and I really kind of turned up. And yeah, very good. And yeah, it was very all, excellent, excellent musicianships, of, of course. Like, they're all really good at, at what they do. And uh, yeah, just a surprise. It was kind of like a nice, refreshing change in the mix, you know. You know, the other guys were okay. Sparkling Apple's fine, but, like, this was kind of like, okay, palate cleanser, just, like, country bluegrass <laughs> rock. Because as soon as we see the bluegrass world folk, we're usually like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and and to be fair, in another episode, if this would have come up against yeah. some of the other albums that would we have, have yeah, yeah, reviewed, yeah. it wouldn't have been our best of three. But nope. where it landed in this episode? It was um, perfect because, it really, it's, like, the star it's a, the only real full ap, uh yeah, album yeah here. yeah yeah and anything that's got any information on it at whatsoever yeah it's another one all three of these had zero information so uh, oh no this one had i was able to find a bunch on a this little one. bit on this one yeah, yeah yeah i mean i guess just in terms of the normal amount of information we can find about albums this episode to me is probably one of the least amount of information we've been able to find out of the whole entire collection so um the earl scruggs review the earl scruggs review Columbia Records, KC32426, Canada, 1973. This is an original pressing. Uh, Cover is Porsche. It's broken glue. It's got heavy wear. It's been through some shit. Probably been to a few parties. I understand. Sleeve, uh, plain paper. It's not in great condition. The vinyl, uh, scuffed, a bit dirty, and a little bit warped. But it plays with no skips. And especially when you get away from the edges, it sounds fantastic which I'm audio is surprisingly rich, deep sound field mixed. And I, I and one of the, the note that I said before we even talked about it here was I like the way it was layered. So very good mix. Yeah. <clears throat> um, cover photo by Slick Lawson. Slick, AKA Wilbur. I just like that. Changing his name to Slick was, was a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Wilbur or Slick, take your pick. Uh, photog, bassist, writer with 149 visual credits, been on the show once. Before with Doctor Hook, making love and music. Oh, interesting. And I will also say Doctor Hook also covered uh, if only if only I'd only come and gone, 
as well. So they did that at least once. Like a lot of these songs have been covered. It goes, what was the other one I said too? Oh, Salty Dog Blues. It's also been covered by like a hundred or a thousand different people. Oh, wow. Like I think it was one of the more cover. Oh, yeah. I was going through some of the list of some of these because I, I, I can recognize the song. But it's not so much uh, they're trying to find the versions of the songs that I recognize, and I still I couldn't because there's just so many out there. But uh, yeah, it, it, oh yeah, just like, like I said, the mix of it is just like the monkeys and Dylan, and then like old school, like old school American blues. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, because one of the songs was written by a fellow from back in the like way back in the day. One of the uh, I I didn't write his name down, but I think you're thinking of Salty Dog Blues too. Maybe yeah. 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 It was like one from one of the original old, uh, like black blues. Yeah, one of the old southern. Black, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it's really interesting. Like I said, a really well swinging stuff here. Um, and and sorry, I just want to say, uh, Doctor Hook. So he they covered um, the other credits for for Slick Lawson, Johnny Paycheck, and Jerry Reed. So huh. Interesting. He's definitely in that country realm. Yeah. Uh, like kind of not just country, but like rebel country kind of area mm. so that's it for me okay um for context before album was dueling banjos released in 1973 and the after album was called anniversary special released in 1975 hmm. uh discog gives it uh, 3.67 out of 5 with three ratings and there's no resale information because there's not been one sold on the platform Crazy. that's weird this just seems like one of those albums that would be um Kind of like the single there, kind of one of those cult hits. Mm-hmm. You think it would be circulating there, but... Nope, they, nope. they didn't like them. Hmm, weird. People oh. did. I was going to say, maybe that's why we did, we liked it, because it wasn't accepted by mainstream. Yeah, could be. Could We're just be. like, that's good weird shit right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what'd you give it? I gave it a four to five. Oh, cool. I gave it a three, but that's I, I, I you could talk me to that four real easy. Um, just for the sound alone, I think. I yeah. kind of underrated it. It was a good album. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'll stick with a three for now, but like I said, that could that could easily change. And it would be one that I'd go for one um, on occasion. Yeah. And probably just let it play through. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, since you can't find it on... Uh, Spotify. You can find Earl Scruggs' review albums. Yeah, some albums. Uh, but, but not this not one. This one. I, I think it's pretty much literally everything after this album is there. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was their first one. Yes. Yeah. Because so. they, they actually got them together because he was against against the war and it was for some concert against the war mm-hmm. uh, i'm not sure be out of vietnam in the war. 80s vietnam war, war 70, vietnam. 73 vietnam yeah. yeah okay that's cool so that's uh earl scruggs review down so as yeah. we've as we've ruined it already for everybody this is our best the favorite of the bunch yeah definitely so i i, I agree with you would it have been with a different set of albums I don't know, but it allowed it to shine, so which was nice. So. Yeah, yeah, it kind of gave us a fresh perspective. Yeah, and, um, kind of allowed yeah. It, allowed it to breathe a bit, and yeah, it's like oh shit, that was pretty good. Yeah. So okay, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>